Welcome to the Kaiser Brew Show! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three weeks in a row, man. We're back! We're killing it. We're killing it. And you know what? It, no better time to kill it than the NBA's trade deadline. It's, uh, yeah, because isn't this kind of the, uh, you know, this, and then it comes up on the All-Star, and then it's actually like when you can ignore the first part of the season and actually just watch now and figure out what's going on. Yeah, that's the that's why the NBA ratings are down, cause. <laughs> <laughs> I hate having to use an actual reason for that. I prefer the bad reasons. So how you been, man? It's been a whole right. week. <laughs> well, well, doing good, man. Doing good. I watched a bit of basketball this week, which I feel good about since uh, you know, we have a basketball podcast and uh I think this was my um, biggest uh, week watching. So, yeah, things are ramp- ramping up, and it's it, the basketball is important. All the decisions are important. I, I love this month, um, and actually, I really do love the All Star break. Not gonna lie, a week um, when when they made the decision to put a week of uh, time off in there, that was yeah. just huge, man, for everybody, uh, players, media, and uh, so I'm thankful for that. Um, but it's just a great time to watch basketball because teams are really getting after it. Um, last night, I, I, we were just talking before the show that, that you hadn't seen this, or at least you didn't see the goaltend, um, especially this year with so many teams in the playoff chase. Um, you know, you get like a, a Damian Lillard going nuclear for the last couple weeks, averaging something yeah. like 40, 50 points with 10 boards and 10 assists or whatever the numbers ended up being. Um he goes in last night and he hits this game tying shot that hit the glass, hung in the air for a little bit, <laughs> and then Gobert just swiped it off the glass. He went nuts. He was fired yeah. up. Like I that's the most fired up I've ever seen that guy. Um yeah. security had to take him off the floor more or less. And then like- like you saying, like it wasn't even close. I mean, it's like a high school goaltend. Yeah, I mean, and it was the end of the game. I, uh, I and, and and they fouled him too. Like <laughs> really, really blatant foul. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I've tried to ref a game once. <laughs> uh-huh. It was ugly, man. Like refing. Uh, I mean, and I've, I've I've refed a couple of games. It's hard, but. You just have to. You just have to remember that you have to be at the same focus and stuff as all the coaches and players. Like you can't like just be going through the motions because you'll miss something. Oh yeah, you'll, yeah. That was my first you, mistake. Actually, I had no idea yeah. what I had stepped. Somebody sort of just said, "Hey, will you do this?" And I was like, "Well, I've yelled at plenty of refs, so yeah, I, I can do it." <laughs> And yeah, no, it, and and it's so fast, and and I, I wonder kind of how I would be any good at it now because of how much basketball I've watched in my life. Um, but it's I feel a, like I, I feel like I'd be better at, I feel like I'd be good at you know, talking to coaches and stuff and players and keeping them calm, and but I think I'd probably be worse at the actual job of refing because I like be like too busy like kind of coaching in my mind instead of watching what's going on like from a you know refing standpoint i think i'd still have my coach hat on and i I think i'd be way worse i always <laughs> find it hilarious how much criticism of refs there are like oh the nba refs are so terrible like and i get it if we're talking college because those guys are terrible but like yeah. man i watch a game and I, I there's probably about five calls maybe five ten calls a game where i'm like i have no idea how they got that right you know, yeah. it's just so bang, bang. And it, it, it happens in football, too. Like, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when the refs went on strike and they missed like the first two weeks. Oh, it yeah. Was, like, the worst officiating. Like, look like they'd never even heard of football before, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and now, but like, you know, like, I don't know if you've seen any like I mean, some some Niner media and fans are really, really working the whole of the refs cost the Niners the Super Bowl thing. So. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm a Niner fan, and I, I don't have that take. Um, yeah, that's why I can't watch March Madness with as much glee anymore, because I don't know if the refing in college just got worse or, or what, but, you know, you go from all this NBA, and then you watch that, and it's just like, wow. I think in March Madness, particularly in the first 
two rounds that first weekend, the refs are like like over the top bad. Like, Is it they, because they they have like not enough refs, and then they got to bring them all to one place, and then you just you have like refs traveling from places to the to the place I, to work with guys that they don't work with normally. I think it's a lot of that because I talked to I know a ref, a former college ref, and yeah, it's a little bit of a like a little bit of a grind. It's not enough. You have to do another job. You know, you can't be a full time college ref maybe in like the the big like acc or something like that but like you really can't be a full-time ref um a lot of traveling not like uh groups that go together it's just yeah it's a it's a tough grind but i think i feel like they succumb they don't they don't hold to what they're doing in um in college as much so if they start out calling ticky tack fouls then like out of nowhere seven minutes in they're just letting them beat the crap out of each other and you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you know, or or you know, vice versa. So, the, and then they 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 succumb to crowd noise and like, especially the last like couple of minutes in those tight games. I mean, they will call some peculiar fouls, <laughs> and you're like, what are you doing, dude? It's this is the greatest game of all time, and you just called the guy like barely got a fingertip on him, you know, ten feet behind the three point line. And the guy wasn't even like making a move, you know. He was just he was just trying to he was just setting up the offense. You like you call back, you know. Like it's it's bizarre. It is bizarre during the tournament. Yeah, it, I mean, I don't want to turn this into the the ref episode, which would be kind of fun. Um, the 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 but last night the the Portland Trailblazers players were so pissed off because yeah, the refs apparently after this goaltend. We're going back at him hard. Like, it wasn't even close, like, telling uh-huh. them this and then the replay. And I give him credit at the, end of the, at the end of the night. The pool reporter goes in and says, hey, you know, what's the story with this? And they would said, yeah, we blew that call. Yeah. Um, which you actually don't hear that very often. But this one, I guess, I don't know what they would have hidden behind. Um, what was the game like earlier in the year? Um, it was like a Houston game, and they were way up. And then there was a the the ball that went. Oh, the, the dunk! Hoop. Yeah, yeah. And they got. And then it was like the Rockets were just in, incensed. But what were they up like sixteen points in the fourth or something like that? <laughs> like that's what that's eighteen with the dunk had counted. <laughs> <laughs> huh? 18, 18 yeah. the dunk counted. I, the I, dunk counted. But those are those are the ones like that always crack me up. It's like, okay, granted, horrible call, basic understanding of the rules. But like, I don't know if you can look to that and say that's why we lost when you're up sixty four. Yeah, the Rockets are weird. They're they they're always challenging something with the league office and never winning. Um <laughs> Yeah, why, don't they challenge, why don't they challenge their best player to give a damn about playing basketball? <laughs> why, don't they, why don't they start there and maybe they'll have a little more success? Nah, they're not going to do that because he, he James Harden <laughs> doesn't even tell uh, Mike D'Antoni about any injuries he has. D'Antoni getting asked about a James Harden injury is, you know, he's like a fan. Like, you, do you guys know anything? Could you tell me anything? Um. Yeah, so no, um, last night, the uh, and it got spicy afterwards, so that game was really chippy. I didn't see the chippiness, um, I was watching other stuff, but the uh, they, they talked trash on Twitter throughout the night. Um, Donovan Mitchell, I forget, yeah. I don't even know the sequencing of it, but the, the, the trash talk between Damian Lillard, Gary Trent, I want to say CJ got in on it, but Donovan Mitchell was tweeting... And I don't know if that ever got resolved, but um, for a second, it looked like there was going to be a Twitter war after this game, just to add to the flavor. Um, but this comes after a trade deadline where I don't think it was like this really big trade deadline. You know, it wasn't, um, you know, blockbuster central or anything, but uh, we did get a little bit of, um, you know, sort of direction and closure from certain teams, uh, you know, kind of like, what are they going to be? What do they want to be? That kind of a deal. And, yeah. um, you know, that's helpful, you know, for assessing yeah. the rest of the year. Yeah, I thought that, too. I thought there was a lot of uh, kind of tone set and, you know, closing doors on things. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know that anything got is moving mountains. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. 
Yeah, and, 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 and well, let's go through these. I'm going to just go chronologically because, you know, okay. that's how we roll here. It makes a lot of sense to go A to Z. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Clint yes. Capella lands in Atlanta, and, um, you know, they also grabbed uh, Dwayne Dedman for some reason <laughs> from the Kings and brought him back. Um, yeah. th- this is part of a larger deal for, for Houston. And, and actually, for the listeners, if you want to, you know, after this show, check out our um, just the, the website at HoopBall. Uh, Mike Passador uh, went through and did every trade and broke them down. And he did it in his, his uniquely sort of like a little bit of, of this, a little bit of that. You know, great analysis, great numbers work, um, you know, pretty good at finding that important thread and yanking on it. So, Check it out over there. Um, and then I did some trade deadline work from a fantasy perspective as well. But um, Atlanta, bringing in Capella, what, um, if anything, do you want to talk about with the Hawks uh, before we get down the list and into the meat and potatoes of some of this deadline? Um, you know, I think it was, for them, a good move. I think they've got pieces. I think when you have is you know, a defender like um, Trey Young on the floor, you probably should have a shot blocker back there. Um, I think it's going to free up Collins a bit. I, I do worry that he's just going to, and I, I kind of see that already from the last time I saw him, that he's kind of just becoming a, a, a stretch four, which I think he's just got way too much size and athleticism to limit himself like that. But, um, you know, that's the way everybody wants to play the same system. And so um, I see that. But, you know, they've got young pieces that I think it's time to just, you know, not mess with anymore and roll with it. And, um, you know, now just maybe uh, some key, you know, veteran acquisitions and see what you got. But this is, to me, in the East with Capella should be good enough to where it's next year, it's kind of if you don't make the playoffs, like you got to evaluate what's going on. You know mm. that, that that should this should be a no brainer to me for them to make the playoffs. Funny, I didn't see anybody get to that level with the their take on on this deal. It's, it is pretty obviously good for them. You know, they they get us. They're not going to probably get a center at that price. I don't think Capella's at a great price, um, but you know, getting somebody of his caliber probably cost them more at some point in time in the next year or two, or they could just continue to suck. Um, but then this, the point you're making to me, this is the one that, that everybody isn't really addressing, especially with Trey young starting in the all-star game. You know, when you're putting Mm -hmm. up those numbers, why aren't you winning? And, 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 and they are in fairness, they, you know, they got all these rookies and young players, but, uh, that, I have a gut instinct, and I think you share it. He's not going to win uh, until he changes the way he plays in some way, shape, or form. And I don't know if he can really change his, you know, he's got to change defensively. Um, offensively, I think there's something there to, to be said about the way he plays as well in terms of getting other people involved, not with the assist, right? but with just sharing the 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 focal point of the offense a little bit more with other players. Um, right. So we'll see how that goes. All right, let's go to weird Cleveland. Andre Drummond. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Step on in. Yeah. We'll, we'll take your bad yeah. contract. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, um, to, to, for the listeners. And if you're wondering how, how does one Andre Drummond get to Cleveland? Well, that's just for Brandon Knight, John Henson in a second round pick. And you can have your own Andre Drummond. Um, <laughs> Tristan Thompson's apparently not getting bought out. I don't know. I, I forget who reported that. Um, that's uh, an interesting rotation if they choose to keep it for the rest of the year. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. Because he has what? He has a player option next year. Which he right? says he's going to opt into. So now you have <laughs> you have Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, <laughs> Tristan Thompson. <laughs> I just you know this is where, who's the GM over there? 
Uh, it's Cody. Um, what's Cody's last name? It's too early for me to remember Cody Altman. Cody yeah, Alt- Victory Lap Altman after whatever they did when he first stepped on and the uh, yeah. the I last mean, trade deadline that didn't work. I mean, you got you, this, this is just like a classic they don't know what the hell they're doing organization. Like, nothing again. I have nothing. I like Andre Drummond, right? But what are you doing? You got you got three basically standstill people interested <laughs> Thompson, Drummond, and Love. And, like, what you want to do is this fast-paced thing with Garland and Sexton. <laughs> you know, like, so I'm like, what right. are you doing? You know, like, what the hell are you, like, like, even if you're, like, pick a lane and be wrong. <laughs> if you're wrong, then you could adjust, but they're, they won't pick a lane. Like, what, like, what are they, what are you doing? <laughs> like, do they think that, like, if Detroit took them this long, they were trying to move Andre Drummond for two years. You think if it took them that long, you think next year he's going to be worth more? You know, like, what, what are you, what are you doing? You know, maybe... <laughs> contracts in love and drumming that nobody wants and you're just like ah, bring them over bring them over <laughs> maybe danny gilbert is just trying to do detroit a solid you know maybe he feels bad about all those subprime loans <laughs> like, he's I, like, I, I won't do much for you but i'll send you john henson <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't got nothing there other than laughter and scorn. Um, I, maybe, maybe you're thinking, let's try to be relevant, and you're gonna try to kick Tristan Thompson out the door. I forget he's not an expiring, right? He's got one more. If he was an expiring, no, ex- I, is he expiring this he, year? He's like, yeah, he's just yeah, he's got the 18 million this year, and he's done. So, okay, so he moves out the door, but you still got Love and Drummond, which is also know? dumb. Yeah, I mean, like, I just don't understand. I mean, Kevin Love clearly doesn't want to be there. I didn't understand Kevin Love taking the money, and I also didn't understand paying him the money. Absolutely. I mean, like, I got, you know, Kevin Love, whatever you think about him, like, I just, like, I don't have any, I don't feel bad for him in the slightest. You took that deal. Yeah. That's where the conversation ends. Like, I don't yeah. care how frustrated you are. I don't care yeah. if guys are shooting hook shots all game. Like, yeah. Like, you I took mean, it. You took, I mean, like, you, outside of, you know, like, since in the Dan Gilbert era, what have they done? Well, the best thing they've ever done was LeBron was born in, in Akron. So that's the, that's the number one decision that they've ever made. It was completely out of their hands. And, I, and they drafted Kyrie. Other than that, it's been a whirlwind of stupidity. And you just like and so you you can clearly see that, right? I mean, you had to know that if you're Kevin Love, you had to know that like you can't trust that LeBron's in for the long haul. I mean, he's only signing two year deals. Like what I just don't understand. Like what 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 were you thinking? I kinda wish that uh Kyrie and, and Katie picked Cleveland instead of Brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> to land in. I mean, if you're going to have that sort of hilarity, I don't do it to a good... I feel like Sean Marks and, um, and, and Atkinson are, are, are like a little... They're like a notch up for, for where they need to be for all that. Um, okay, well, let's move into Denver. Denver here. I thought Denver... This is just like a... This is for like basketball nerds. They got Jordan McRae, um, your favorite Noah Vonley, uh, <laughs> Keita Bates-Jopp, who I like, um, Gerald Green. I don't think he's sticking around. Um, and then they got a Rockets 2020 first round pick. Um, I forget how they got that. Um, oh, that's yeah. probably from the Wolves. Um, they send out Malik Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez and Jared Vanderbilt. Now they've had this excess depth. Um, I, I don't know. Like it feels to me like they're getting McRae and Jop, Bates Jop you know, at a nice little like window in their career. If they're going to be anything, it's going to be in the next couple years here. So they get younger without paying these guys. They can't really afford and Beasley and Hernan Gomez, but I don't know. You got anything else on them? No, I think it's good for, I mean, I don't know if it's good to go to, to the Timberwolves. We'll talk a bit about them later. 
Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, the playing time, I, I really like him. I really like him on, your, on, the, on the team. So he plays hard, improving every, every year. So I think he's out of that log jam of wings that they have over in um, Denver. So I think it's going to be good for him to show, show some more of what he's got. So, Yeah, and the writing was on the wall for him, I think, probably about a full year ago. You know, when it comes time, like, are we going to extend you? You know, you could really get a sense from the reporting if somebody's going to be uh, in the plan- in the team's future or not. And then he switched agents and he went over to uh, Rich Paul. And mm. that, to me, was like, yeah, I need to get out of here. So, uh, yeah, you know, good on the, the Nuggets for making a small move that can make them better. Uh, the Pistons, um, we don't need to talk about them. Um, although we can just congratulate them. They got rid of Andre Drummond, and it feels like they're tanking. So uh, good luck with that Dwayne Casey. I don't know if he's a big tank guy. Uh, the Warriors, this is a good one. This one's a spicy meatball. Uh, they get rid of D'Angelo Russell, which was expected. He heads over to Minnesota, and um, maybe we'll hop and talk about them um in fact that we'll go on to the minnesota side of this deal first so minnesota i mean they upended their entire roster so this is a long one they bring in d'angelo russell they bring in malik beasley they bring in wancho hernan gomez they bring in omari my mom is on politico spellman um james johnson comes in from memphis jacob evans evan turner and they don't really know what they're doing with him. He might not stick around. Jared Vanderbilt, um, they get a Nets 2020 first rounder. And they send out Wiggins, Robert Covington, Shabazz Napier, Gorgie Jang, uh, Vonley, Keita Bates job. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't, don't, don't cry for me, Argentina. 2021 first round pick um, goes out to the Warriors. And a 2022 second round pick goes out to somebody I can't remember. So that's a that's a big old, um, you know, Cat was in Sacramento the other day. And it's been a while since I've seen a player. So uh, I'm trying to actually, who was it? Is it Jimmy Butler? I think it was Jimmy, Jimmy Butler tanked a game in Sacramento before uh-huh. getting traded where people were noticeably like, whoa, did you see that? That dude didn't try which is weird to say for Jimmy Butler, but Cat was, I mean, and he's been doing it for a couple weeks, and then he had the mysterious knee injury, and then he came out before the deadline, and he tweeted a bunch of pictures on Instagram. I can't remember exactly what they were, but it made you think, like, you know, maybe you're not that, dude. You know, maybe you're just not going to make it as a number one guy in this league if, if if you're going to Instagram and, you know, subtweeting your own organization passive aggressively with pictures, you know, on your Instagram page while mailing in a couple weeks worth of basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Because they, he wanted his friend. He wanted his friend, D'Angelo Russell to to join, which, yeah. Jump in cause it feels like you want to say something. I, I think this is like, Hilarious. Like you remember <laughs> the beginning of the season when he was like off, he was on fire and he had said he, I forget who he talked to. Was it Kobe or I forget who he talked to, but he was like, you know, he's like made a decision. He's turning the corner and he's going to do this. And that I was like, yeah, that lasted about five seconds. Like, I think this is, I mean, you're absolutely right. He is not a number one for sure. You know, like it, it, I mean, that's a lock by now, right? Oh, yeah. I don't even know if he's a number two, quite honestly. You know, like talent is talent. But like, I don't know that he has the wherewithal and the 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 toughness and the desire that if you got a top guy in there and he was a number two, I don't know if he'd be worthy of that. What does that you know? tell you about NBA decision makers? Because he got voted like two years, two years ago, two years ago. If you were going to start a franchise, it would be with him. Yeah. Well, because I think at that time he was still young enough to where it wasn't as obvious, but he's feeling himself now. And he, like, I think this award, I think that Russell is going to regress like crazy. I think this is the exact, (laughs) this is the exact situation where everything that, every criticism you ever had about Russell two years ago that he's been pretty diligent about trying to change is going to come right back. 
they they are going to be they're they're being crowned the leaders of this team. They they're it's going to be terrible. This is this is a really 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 bad thing, and I, you got to just wonder like, is there going to be an owner of you know of these one of these small market owners that's going to be like, listen, I'm going to get it. I'm going to pick a, the right guy to make my decisions. And we're going to really base this thing on character because if you're in these small markets, that's that's really the only chance you have. You really only have – you can only really – you draft who you, who you think you should draft. And then when it's not working out, you, you can't just you can't just run your organization in fear of this guy leaving because they're going to know that. And if they don't have the – if you don't have a Giannis or a guy that – you know, a Donovan Mitchell, a guy that's like going to like – strive to be the best player you got to cut ties and be like done with it especially if they're when their markets when their markets high for them you know but this is just terrible this is a terrible terrible trade for minnesota they i don't know i don't know when they're gonna make the playoffs again they gave (laughs) a a 2021 first round pick top three protected which might come into play (laughs) um that's uh, and and Glenn Taylor. I mean, you're talking about ownership. So Glenn Taylor's 78 years old, and um, you know we hope he lives a lot longer. But he he looks like he's you know getting getting up there. It almost looks like this might be a last hurrah, you know. Yeah. And we're just gonna throw some money at the issue, and um, they don't have a lot of direction over there. I think organizationally, and so you bring in D'Angelo Russell and. Oh boy, that's going to be such a te- that def- the defense on that team. Cat can't defend at all. Is, is he the worst defender in the league? Maybe. Um, no, he's up there. No, he, he's up no, there. He's top ten. Uh, like I watch him too much. About- I watch too much Kings basketball. Nemanja Bjelica just it's, it's a four on five every possession. I'm talking, okay, okay. But, I'm but, talking but, about like, like, like I'm talking about top. I'm talking about top sixty guys. Oh, he might be the worst, the the worst top 50, 50, 60 guy, and it's not close. I don't think worse because he could be good if he worked on his body. Yeah, he's thick around the middle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's, he's gonna get hurt actually. Yeah, he's already he's already he's already fragile. But I I think you're looking at yeah, this is a bad Minnesota's in a world of hurt right now. (laughs) <laughs> and and then you saw, you know, it's funny, teams, how they talk about players on their way out the door is just its own little, you know, nugget, you know, to talk about. Because there's some organizations just trash everybody on their way yeah. out. Um, yeah. The Warriors, I don't know where they fall on that spectrum. I, I would kind of think they, they are probably better than most, just judging from their organization. But they, uh, no, nobody had any great, you know, like, oh, we're really going to miss D'Angelo Russell. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he's getting a tribute video when they come back? Um, you know, realizing the D'Angelo Russell era in Golden State. I'm about ready to see like vendors that that switched arenas. You know, coming back to to the the arena they started at, getting tribute videos. <laughs> no one sold licorice in Section 280 like this guy. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you know the media starts picking out the plays that they think might have like signified the the yeah this isn't gonna work part where they yeah. they find like there was one that went out by uh, Drew Schiller sent out um, this play where Russell turned it over and then he had probably about a seventy five percent jog back to try to chase the play and yeah. uh, Draymond just laid into him just yeah. lit him up and this was after comments that they they had made like yeah it looks like you might be able to play defense and they kind of put the onus on d'angelo to perform and then he just you know did d'angelo stuff but um i mean side to side laterally they're going to be a complete mess russell can't cover a thing um teams when he's on the floor they go at him pretty regularly um no matter what the team does to hide him on whatever you know shooting guard they can put him on um the, the idea that they they sent out a first round pick in 2021 to essentially get off of Andrew Wiggins' deal as well that to me is just such a huge gamble 
And that's why I almost, that's what's bringing me back to the ownership angle. If, if Glenn Taylor's like, look, I don't got much longer or, you know, much longer that I want to be this involved with the team. I mean, I understand people can live into their eighties, nineties and even go over a hundred, you know, but are they really gonna, you know, is he going to enjoy that at that stage? Is he going to be that involved right now? He sits front row with his wife every single night. Um, so you get rid of Andrew Wiggins. Um, you get rid of Shabazz Napier. You get rid of Robert Covington. I mean, they really flipped the script here. They got rid of any G- Gorgie, you know, Jang. Like, they got rid of anybody with any character who wants to work hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? I mean, tell, tell me if I'm wrong. They got rid of the only professionals that they had on their team. They got, I mean, barring Wiggins, who we'll talk about in a second, but like, you know, like they're like, oh, Covington, what do you do? You, you just come to the gym and play hard and study and work on your body? Okay, beat it. You know, <laughs> Shabazz Napier, underside, nobody wants you in college, no one watching the pros, you perform everything you get on the floor, beat it. You know, it's like, what are you doing? We'll see. I mean, Malik Beasley, you know, has talked quite a bit of trash about wanting a bigger role. He's going to step in. He's going to get a chance. Yeah, it'd be. It's yeah. He'll see when he's out there working his butt off, butt off, getting down in a stance, and then then they call a switch, and the guy walks by by uh, D'Angelo Russell, and Cat's busy picking his nose and talking to a cheerleader, and they get a dunk. He'll think twice. <laughs> he'll be like, I wanted a bigger role, but I don't know if I wanted this. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. Um, now the Warriors, they get Andrew Wiggins. So, you know, hey oh, somebody picked up that deal. And, you know, it's fun because, you know, you, you say about D'Angelo Russell, you go, well, if anybody could turn him around, it's the Warriors. And then it doesn't yeah. happen. And now yeah. the conversation is the same exact thing with Andrew Wiggins. Um, so what do you think about fit next to Steph and Clay with Wiggins at the three? It's 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 interesting. I think that I would. Say it's they're different in a way. Like I I wonder. Like Wiggins is more like I think D'Angelo Russell desires to be a great basketball player, but doesn't want to do the things that'll make you. You know, he wants to do it on his terms. It's kind of like in the, the James Harden mold. I'll be great, but only if I can only do the things I like to do. You know, where Wiggins, I think, it's his issue is more consistency. Like he. He's arguably like when he's engaged, I don't know that I've ever seen a faster human being on a basketball court. Like he and he is like a pogo stick. Like he is when he is engaged, like he is a breathtaking athlete. And he just has to play hard. Like on that team, he can get 20 points without ever having an isolation or anything. Like if he just runs hard, I mean, we've been saying this for years, but I think like. I think they're gonna have the Warriors. I think are gonna have to bring back Steph, and I think they're gonna have to play Draymond more this year than they may have wanted to with Wiggins. Because I don't think him losing a bunch is gonna help. You know, he, are you talking he, about he, this season? This season, I think that that that's an interesting. I think he needs to get a taste of relevant. Mm. It's not gonna be relevant, but he needs to get a taste of winning. As soon as possible, you know he has to get a taste, and it's not enough for um, you know Draymond to just be yelling at him all the time. Like he needs, to, he needs to get into a culture where they are in a position to win games and expected to win games, and he's going to be expected to to concentrate on the minutia and the details, and he needs to do that as soon as possible. So I think the the it's going to be a, a vacation for Steph in a play. I don't think that's going to cut it. If he is, if Steph is one hundred percent. I think that you got to roll them out there and you got to up Draymond's minutes. What do you think about gotta, the first round pick though? The, 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 this upcoming year, if they continue to tank um, standings wise, let's just do a quick check in the tank. Yeah, they're, they're there. I don't know that there's um, that would, they might've lost enough to where well, now, now Cleveland is yeah. Cleveland's there. Cleveland, I, I Atlanta. feel like, you know, I, I feel like because it's not like they're not going to lose the pick or anything, right? I mean, it just might not be in that top three or four. I don't know that there's anybody moving mountains. I don't know how much worse. I don't know how much better the best player coming out is compared to the sixth best player. You know, there's no there's no Zion and Morant. 
There's no Chris Webber out there. You know what I mean? Like, not that, not that I can tell so far. Wiseman's so, not doing it for you? Not enough that I think that you... You change trajectory I, over it. You change trajectory. I mean, you got Wiggins for a couple of years. He's, I mean, he's only 24. That's the crazy part. Like, if you just talk to him, even from a selfish perspective, he could actually, he can sign another max deal <laughs> and, st- and still be in his prime. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if, if you just even come at him from that, like, I don't, like, put it this way, I don't think there's anybody in this draft as good as Andrew Wiggins. So Damn. I'm not worried about, I don't, I'm not worried about um, where, if they get the number one. I mean, they'd be great, but I don't, I, it's not really fair. I, I like the fact that they've got, you know, so, you know, a, a second round pick. Cause they, cause they could, with, with 2021, a second round pick, they could actually pick someone, a senior or a junior that knows how to play and going to come in and be productive for them, you know? So I, I think that they definitely won this, this trade. I mean, you have, <laughs> you have Steph on the sidelines, you know, you know, these guys are begging to play, you know, him and clay. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think the, the, the kind of conventional wisdom is that they wouldn't play, but you know, you see Steph out there taking contact and he's kind of more or less ready to go. So yeah, you would get this, this window. And, and so I agree with you wholeheartedly that if you get him into that kind of an environment with the fans really excited to have your core playing or at least some of your core, you know, two thirds of it, I, I, you got that development. It's so funny when people think that development like needs to happen in a losing environment. Like you put the young players out there and you let them struggle. Um, Yeah. And but but they, they the way I've always seen it is they'll throw like a really over the hill veteran into the mix yeah, to try to teach these guys. It's like no man, they need to experience how things are going well and build off yeah. of that, not just like taking the ball out of the net because we suck. We're also tanking that kind of a deal, right? Yeah, there's no there's no con- like when you're winning when you're trying to when your goal is a championship or whatever playoffs whatever like. There are serious consequences for that defensive rotation you missed. When you're just losing all the time, it's just another one of the 500 missed rotations that we made this week. You know, it just doesn't matter. You know, like, who cares? We missed the rotation. Whoop-de-doo, you know? We, oh, I didn't call out the screen. Whoop-de-doo. I haven't called out a screen in three weeks. You know, like, it <laughs> Well, that stuff, it's, it's like, corrosive is what it's it is. Corrosive. Like, Absolutely. I, I mean, when you miss a rotation, you just feel like garbage for one. And then, well, at least some players do. Some and, players do. <laughs> and, but then it, it, it like deteriorates the trust in the back line or whatever, whatever your scheme is. And then you start to play worse and then people start to get mad and then they press on mm-hmm. offense. And especially yeah. if you throw in a bad veteran that's, you know, getting paid to be the veteran leadership or whatever. You know, yeah. things get ugly fast. Um, so the, the 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 Warriors take on the money. That's the big conversation. Is you know, did right. they make a mistake taking on the money? And um, the pick is just an outstanding thing. I, to, to me, I think the pick alone for the future for the Wolves that makes the whole thing worth it. Yeah, I, yeah, they 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 made out like bandits. I, and I and I think another thing you, when you're talking about if you can get Andrew Wiggins to play hard. I mean, you're trying to you're trying to battle with, you know, you need another athletic guy for Kawhi, possibly Giannis. You know, to me, I, I mean, I, I love it. You know, I, and I, and and for him, and like, you know, I think that he's not a. Um, he'll be way more. I mean, we're talking about like no one expects him to do anything as far as leadership or anything like that. I mean, he literally could just. No one's going to be talking to him after games. He's not going to need to be available for anything. He can literally go to the gym, <laughs> play, and go home. You know? It's a, it's a great situation. It's a, it's, a, it's a really just a perfect, perfect situation he's, for him. So. I think he's different than, than D'Angelo Russell. And I think in that – so the question of, like, yeah, culture might not be able to bring everybody along. You know, heck, I got yeah. asked last night about James Johnson and um, – Dion waiters in Miami where, you know, you would think the culture would have gotten to those guys and it didn't. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Um, yeah. But, but I, I feel like waiters is more cut from the D'Angelo cloth that he's talented. 
he thinks he he wants to be the best, but again, he wants to do it on his own terms, you know. Like, and and it's it, it wavers, you know. There's times when you watch him and you're like, okay, like he's got it now, you know. But then like he his minutes get, you know, he pays five m- less minutes in a good coaching decision, and then the next game he tanks because he's upset about the game before where the coach was doing the right thing by <laughs> benching him. Not that he was having a bad game, but it was the best decision. He doesn't like it, and then he then he has two or three bad games in a row because he's doing his own thing. I I just don't I don't think that Wiggins is like that. I just don't think that Wiggins knows how to play hard consistently. I don't think that he knows the has really understood the benefits of if he puts it out for seventy five games, like if he just if he just busts his ass, like how good he'll be. And I think that the Warriors will be able to bring. Hopefully, I, I think that the Warriors are gambling that they'll be able to get that out of them. I tell you, basketball is the greatest game because you have five guys on each side, and their personalities just drive so much. You know, if and if you have a selfishness factor to your yeah. game, it takes away from everybody else, and it really shows up in the win loss column. And, yeah. you know, then and so people have to juxtapose, oh, wow, that's an, just like D'Angelo Russell hit five threes from, you know, five feet out. And, yeah. and he's just an outstanding shooter. And he might get into the lane with that floater that's, you know, really, really made him dangerous. But, you know, then you got to figure out, oh, why are they losing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other side of the floor. And, and yeah. it's, it's but it all comes back to is a player humble? You know, can they take the criticism? Can they take the coaching? And. You know, we could talk about the Spurs and, and how that's do, all looked. Do, do you worry about him? Uh, do you worry about those two kind of messing up what's going on in Memphis? No, because I think, um, well, they're not going to keep waiters. And um, okay. James Johnson. I, like Winslow. I think Winslow, I think, will fit that culture, um, what they're trying to do. Yeah, and Johnson moved think- on to Minnesota, so – He's oh, that's right, that's right. So and he actually has it. Like they, they might need him to play. <laughs> He's as I like. I I wish I had more on the ground intel about how things in Miami went for that guy because he appeared to be the poster child for Miami sort of remaking a player. You know, absolutely in, in their image, and and you didn't hear any sort of like, oh, he's. Until this year when they were like, you can't come to practice for conditioning reasons. And I think he let go of the rope at some point in time, you know, in like the second year of his deal. And, you know, then it all spiraled out of control from there. But, um, yeah, that guy. Don't want to mess with James Johnson. He is a uh, black belt that can kick your ass. Let's move on. Um, The Rockets, they bring in – and this one, this is just – Classic. I thought the Rockets really, like, they blew this in the sense that, like, you could go to the Kings, who have a player in Rashawn Holmes, who's a big man, and they're paying him $5 million per year, and because of the way that they signed him, they can't pay him very much money without going over the cap. And that puts them in a pickle, because they're, so, they're tied to Marvin Bagley, so they're, they're really limited, and they don't really know what they have in him and they they just like they're constantly diminishing the impact that he's had on the it's like that's the player you want to go just take you could go get him and they didn't get any other big man and now they're gonna roll this crazy small lineup out there and and there was a part of this idea that i think okay cool you know you can't win straight up so you got to try to beat the game you know some other way which is just this hilarious idea of, of playing small ball. And then of course they win in their first game against the Lakers and everybody crowns them. And then they go to Phoenix last night and just get walloped. Um, now maybe they just took the game off. Who knows? But well, it's so funny. Like, (laughs) like I was watching a little bit of the highlights of the Lakers and the Rockets and I'm just like, okay, you know, you're watching Anthony Davis with, you know, Tucker on him or no Covington. I think he took like two fadeaways in a row from, like, you know, of course like, he did. One of them, he got blocked on and you're just like, dude, like, like that is the problem. Like that is why, like everyone talks about AD in this like 
and because he's so because he's so long and gifted but like they talk about him in this irreverence it's like dude like you can't even see covington why are you fading away why are you fading away right now you know but this this whole thing about like I mean, you remember playing basketball when you played against somebody bigger and more athletic. Like, you know how hard it is to get a rebound? Oh, you God. Have to, <laughs> you have to block them out. I mean, every time down, you have to block them out, you have to push them back, and you have to really attack it, and, and you still might not get it. Like, everybody has to do that every single trip <laughs> on Houston. And I just, it's just not a formula to win in the playoffs. Like, you're going to win your share of games. But like, like Capella can just like stand there and not block someone out and get a rebound. You know, like it's not a it's not a like taxing thing, even on an important possession, you know. But for a team that small, I mean, that's just asking a lot. Here's a, this is a crazy thing. Like, I mean, it's stupid, but like is Deant or is um is Maury onto something in that like. Okay, cool. None of you know how to post. None of you know how to play, you know, on the block. Okay, cool. We will cover you with a PJ Tucker. You know, yeah. he, he can muscle you out a little bit. You know, Cov- yeah. Covington's no slouch in that area for his size. So, like, uh, I mean, the list of players that come to mind where it's like if you stick a, a mouse in the house, like, that they just go, okay, I'm going to actually hurt you. You know, yeah, you're a small list. I'm, it, 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 I'm just really intrigued. And, and to reset, let's for for the listeners, they got incoming in the so they send out Clint Capella. Um they send out a twenty twenty first round pick to get Covington. Um they pick up Bruno Caboclo, which I thought was actually a pretty little under nice little under the radar pickup for them. And then they get a couple second round picks. But um now they sport this lineup that's really interesting. It's it's Westbrook, Harden, Gordon, Covington, and Tucker. And um, with a lot of Danwell House, um, that's a really that's a long, theoretically active. Assuming James Harden wants to play, yeah, um, a lot of steals I think out of this group and, and igniting their now fast paced because Russell Westbrook likes to run like hell. Um, it's that's a it's just a and, and no one no one cuts anymore either. So like when, <laughs> when you're trying to like, they don't. When all you when all you want to do is pass it around the horn, and you have those guys who are good going out. I mean, Russell does it anyway. Harden does it anyway. They're gonna they're gonna try and get steals. It, it's 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 worth a try. I mean, if you weren't gonna win a championship doing it like a, any sort of remotely close to conventional, like it's if you're gonna go, I, I do. I'm, I'm like you. I, I like it. Like go all in. You know, like that's it's exact. It's the exact opposite of what they're doing in Cleveland. You know, I would have rather had Cleveland trade uh, trade Garland and Clint and, and Sexton for two more centers than do what they've done. You know, Houston's like sweet. We're gonna go all the way. I want them to trade anybody that's even. Don't they still have Tyson Chandler? Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Get, go get me a six one point guard. You know, let's just go, let's just go all in on this small ball. So. Or That's I would like to see a team do, you know, all big men. Yeah. You could have like Bam out of bio as your point guard. That, that yeah, would... you could. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland could have sported a lineup of Kevin Love, Drummond, Tristan Thompson, Clint Capella, and who else was out there floating around? <laughs> Maybe they bring in uh, Rashawn Holmes to, uh, to handle the ball, you know? <laughs> let's see it. Let's, let's just see it, you know? Nobody would go for that. But they'll go for small ball because everybody loves small ball. Uh, let's see. Who else have we got? Uh, the Clippers, they, they actually might have had the most consequential pickup in Marcus Morris. Um, yeah. I mean, that was as about as good as it gets in, in this year's trade market to address yeah. your need. Yeah. I, I mean, does it like <laughs> – I mean <laughs> – if you're the Lakers, I'm looking at the standings. The Clippers are two and a half out with, you know, like whatever, 30 some odd games left. Like, are you, shouldn't you like be really concerned that, like, how many games have Paul George and Kawhi even played together? And you're only two and a half. I thought it was interesting that Montrez Harrell was on the block for a quick second there. Like, was that true though? 
I don't know. I don't know. But if it was, if there was any hint of truth to it, it, it makes me feel like he is the guy that talked trash about preferential treatment for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard um, with mm-hmm. respect to what you're talking about. Um, yeah. That's, uh, you know, the, the two new guys coming in and, and, and taking a lot of games off <clears throat> doesn't line up with a lot of philosophy that, you know, is probably going to be in the NBA for a very long time, which is that you play your games. Um, yeah. But Marcus Morris, really tough. Um, <laughs> well, so, basketball tough. Basketball he's, 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 a, he's a tough guy in basketball, which he, is, you know, <laughs> you know. He, uh, God, the, the players sometimes don't understand that, that if you're going to say a bunch of things, you might get burnt. He, uh, yeah. he said a bunch of stupid things the other day. Um, okay. Quickly in Memphis, we got Winslow coming in, um, waiters will get cut. So, um, they just, that Memphis, <sighs> they signed Dylan Brooks for this cheap sort of number. Um, yeah, that was kind I, of, I, I, I'm happy for him. I'm a I'm an unapologetic uh, Dylan Brooks fan. I've watched him a lot when he was in Oregon, and I was like, I was like, dude, I think he's just gonna be one of these guys that you know he's gonna be in the league for like 12 years. <laughs> like, I was I was pretty shocked that he fell as far as he fell. So good he, for him. He's growing on me. Um, I'd like to see his tempo improve. Like sometimes, I mean, there's there's like a there's this like a full-on podcast kind of a deal is like not every foray to the hoop is a good idea not every pass to a cutter is a good idea just because it's there you yeah. know and if, if he i just find him getting shut down or tilting the offense towards him just a little bit too much <clears throat> so uh I, i'm interested to see if he can hang on and um i'm interested to see if my voice can hang on we'll, we'll see if that if it there we go it kicked back in um, but now you bring in Justice yeah. Winslow. You get rid of Andre Iguodala, who you weren't ever going to see on the floor. Jay Crowder was kind of just taking up space and shots for guys. Um, yeah. Solomon Hill was taking minutes, actually. Um, Bruno Caboclo, I mean, whatever. You know, he, he he's not dead money, but you know, you're not losing much there. But you bring in Winslow, who's pretty much hurt still. You know, they're going to play him sparsely for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. That team is fun, man. That team is fun. Ja, um, you know, Jaron has his moments. They got the Wildebeest and um, Jonas Valanciunas. I love mm-hmm. D'Anthony Melton, man. That guy, if they don't hang on to him, teams need to be knocking on the door because that guy can play some defense. Um, you got Slomo, Kyle uh, Anderson, and that's, uh, you know, they're, they're in the eighth slot currently, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. correct. So, um, I mean, I think Winslow fits. What do you What do you think? Yeah, he fits. I mean, they're young. They're they're playing hard. Um, you know, we we talked about humility a while ago. I think like this is I would hope is the last nail in the Winslow because um, you know he's like a guy. I feel like he's a guy that can't be on the internet and can't read newspapers because the dude like he has like three or four good games in a row, and you're like, okay, here he is. He's 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 coming. And then you just he's just feeling himself that next game, and you're like, dude, you are you are slightly average. Like you you need to really focus and play really hard all the time, or you're just you're not very good. Um, so hopefully, getting in that kind of with a bunch of young guys or busting their ass and seem to be throwing caution in a win, and you got a great great player there that's going to give you some easy buckets. Um, hopefully. He embraces all that. If he does, then it's a then it's a nice pickup for them. And on the other side of that equation, the Miami Heat. The, the, I mean, the, I don't know if they they might have won the trade deadline. To me, um, bringing in Andre Iguodala, you you get rid of two contracts that have been dogging you for four years, and Dion Waiters and James Johnson. Justice Winslow yeah. didn't really have a home. They've been playing better without him. And it's a classic Miami thing. They got one to two too many players. That's kind of my bigger concern with you know bringing in Iguodala and Crowder is you've gotten some good rhythm out of these guys. You know what, what's yeah. going to happen with Kendrick Nunn? What's going to happen with Duncan Robinson? What's going to happen? Um, 
you know, if Jay Crowder comes in and starts chucking up shots. But, man, to bring those two dudes in, Iguodal and Jay Crowder, they also get Solomon Hill, who, I, I don't know, when I saw him play his first few games for Memphis, I was like, did they get a fan out of the stands and, and tell him, hey, you get to play? And then he actually was a little bit better, so I felt bad for saying that. Um, he's got a really interesting body type now. Or uh, yeah, a little top I, heavy. I th- yeah, I think he's one of those guys. I think that Miami does a good job of having plans for guys, so I, I think he'll be fine there. Um, well, he's found money if he can get to anywhere close to what he previously was in the sort of size, speed, athleticism package from before. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. What like <laughs> what was the deal like? With like uh, you know the whole Twitter thing with uh, Steph getting in the mix when Dylan Brooks said what he said about uh, Andre and stuff like oh <laughs> well you know, Jaw like got like, into the mix on that as Jaw, well yeah Jaw got it yeah so I was they're like because Brooks was like it's not a distraction because he's not here and, you know and like you know we oh, we're gonna we beat don't him. know the dude. We're going to beat it. Like, what do you – and then, like, everyone was getting all upset. And, you know, I, I didn't watch it because I turn anytime I see Stephen A. Smith on the thing. But, like, he, I guess, had some harsh words for those young kids. And he just show respect and stuff. Like, what do you want your leaders to say? Oh, God, Andre Iguodala. Yeah, I'm going to name my first child after him. Like, what do you expect them to say? That, that's a, Like, if I was in front office and I was in – if I was the owner, I'd be, like – I'd be clapping. I'd throw a party. For, for saying that stuff about Andre Iguodala, you know, like, like the hell with him. He's not here, <laughs> you know. Like, and then he doubled down after they traded him. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. We have a player that wants to be here and one somebody that thinks we're good, <laughs> you know. Like, I loved it. I loved it. I don't know. So what the and Steph is chiming in on this about you know, like get out, Stephen. Go, go rehab, Stephen A's in Stephen A. When I was um, covering for NBC, I was over at the uh, the the playoff. It was a game six between them and the Clippers. I want to say, um, <clears throat> and so I got to watch Stephen A. Sort of do his thing in Oakland. Um, he's got a strong Oakland connection now for San Francisco Golden State Warriors uh, connection, just in general, and um, he's completely different off off screen than he is on screen it's it was like just kind of strange to watch him just be this amiable dude <laughs> like <laughs> um so that's just very random and maybe speaks to the showbiz side of what he does um but a lot of reporters came to andre Iguodala's um uh, kind of his side on that because he's friends with them all that dude yeah. has played this game of business in the nba so well I I just, you know, the way he kind of, he's done it almost like every time he's come up for a deal. Like, he, he did it to the Kings. He did it to the Warriors. And now he's getting paid by the Heat. Yeah. It, it is pretty phenomenal. And uh, I don't know, 25 minutes per game for him? You know, that, that would be my target. Uh, by the playoffs. I mean, I think that what you were saying earlier about, you know, not wanting to mess up the rhythm with Robinson and everybody – is important. I think you could ease them in, especially against, you know, some of those bad teams. I don't know what their schedule looks like down the road, but like, you know, he's, he's a very malleable guy, you know? So it's, it's not going to be, he's not, he's not D'Angelo Russell. You know, he's not going to come in and say this, that, and the other. I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna play and he's going to play smart and he's going to figure out where he fits his, his goal will be to figure out how I'm going to make the Heat the best team. Let me ask you this. Do either him or Jay change the the calculation? So, like, I've been pretty high on Bam, who, by the way, erased Kent Bazemore and De'Aaron Fox last night in just one of these, like, oh, he's not supposed to be able to do that kind of a dunks. It was yeah. – he, he is, man, he – yeah. I can't even imagine if, like, he was – if you just got a glimpse of what he's doing right now, he'd be a – just a knockout number one overall pick people would be freaking out he's so big and he can handle and so like i, I look and i go he could cover Giannis. like I, I i don't think he would shut him down but yeah. i, I yeah he did better than he did the other night that's for sure well we'll talk about them in a quick second but uh they uh 
so anyway, does 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 um, Iguodala or Crowder change the equation in the East with uh, Giannis? It could make them better than the Celtics, I think, in a um, in a seven game series, because I think like the lack of depth, and they now have you know, you know, you got a guy in Iguodala that you can say, okay, last four minutes. Goodbye, Jason Tatum. I'm putting you with that on you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. So that in in that kind of thing, yeah, I think it might. I think it, it might actually get them around. You know, uh, I know. You know, if he's not Ben Ben Simmons is a, a dead duck if they have to face him. You know, <laughs> like you know. So it definitely puts them in the position to. You might. They might steal. They're definitely gonna probably steal around. I think. I don't know if it makes them better than Toronto or. Um, or Milwaukee, but it it, it, it you don't think you can put you, you don't think you can put Iguodala on Giannis and and get some traction there. You know you can, you can, you definitely can. I just don't know about everybody else. You know I don't know that. You mean Milwaukee's crowd, like fifteen other good players? <laughs> yeah, you know you know they they have a team. <laughs> just added Marvin Williams by the way, which uh, oh good. Yeah, he's yeah, not gonna play, but yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know that he puts them puts them there, but definitely I think that as far as in 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 playoff time, they definitely I think put themselves ahead of Boston and, and probably Philly too. So, well, so we're at the end of the rope here. You know, we, we got to go. Um, we did cover the entire league um, for important deals. We didn't hit Washington, and that's okay. We didn't hit the Kings, and nobody cares. Portland gave up Scala BCA to save some money. It's all good. Philly, we did talk about talking about Philly. So I'm going to give you like 30 seconds, 60 seconds to talk about Philly's amazing deal for Alec Burks, Glenn Robinson's second round pick. And they sent out James Ennis and three second round picks. I mean, this is going to change everything in Philly, right? Yeah. yeah, media is trying to put the greatest shine on this thing like nothing I've ever seen before. They must really love Elton Brand out there. He's like, I mean, not 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 against Elton Brand, but he must have like really good relations because I, I, when they when they announced that trade, I was like, dude, like they didn't really do anything. Like, why is everyone making it seem like this is the final piece? You know, but uh, uh, Embiid is is you know we were talking about Cat earlier. I don't know who's worse, quite honestly. Like, M- M- why does he is... get the defensive respect that he gets? I have no idea. Didn't he get a first team de- all defense last year? I don't know if it was first team, but either way, I mean that guy does not play hard, you know. And he had those, you know, crocodile tears at the end of that when he got eliminated last year. He hasn't changed anything about his approach to the game. Not not a thing, you know. We've been racking on Simmons this whole time, and and that's that's has its place. But like, they need a full. They I don't know who they could bring. I don't know what they need to do. But I mean, I don't know if you even. I was thinking, you know, they could maybe they could swing Simmons over to uh, they could swing Simmons somehow to uh, to to Phoenix for Gordon, and and uh, maybe they could bring in Phil Jackson or something like that. Like I don't know what they need to do something drastic or they need to shut this thing down because again, Embiid does not have any intention of being the best player in the league, and it's sad. It's, but it all comes back to the selfishness of how I want to play the game. And that's been, he's been, it was funny, he's been better than a lot because he has been willing to go down to the block and, and really use that advantage um, more so than a lot of big men. But yeah, no, there's been so many bad threes, so many yeah. plays taken off. And, and yeah, he has actually um, second, two time all, all NBA second team the last two years. So he's got that level of respect. He's got two all defensive second teams in the same two years, uh, last two years. And I just, you know, I do see games where he like cranks it up and he's, you know, you're like, wow, man, he covers a lot of space and he's big and he's controlling the paint. And that's all you ever want out of a big man. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I watching them is just a, the, the, everybody's doing their own thing. They're, they're, completely just out of sync and and it's not working and they're now talking about bringing Al Horford off the bench possibly which is uh yeah 
That's uh, yeah. r- rough times, and I don't think they're turned around. All right, Cause, uh, I hey. think that's it. You got any other words of wisdom for the listeners as we embark upon another week? Ah, uh, no, no, no. I'm just uh, trying to think of who I'm going to focus in on. I focus in on Phoenix. I like that. I, I like that. I, that's that's going to be my 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 thing for, uh, until the end of uh, until the end of the year is uh, Phil Jackson's last hurrah. <laughs> what in Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> no, in, in uh, no, in in Philly. Oh, you, like you look at that Philly roster. You sub out, you sub out Booker for Simmons. That's a triangle. That's a triangle roster right there. Ooh, I, I'm, I'm I'm going I'm going in on that. You got a guy that's going to come in and do nothing but yell at uh, Embiid. Make him read every books. single. Huh? Make him read books. You know, he'll give him the, the, some book about howling wolves, and and he will yell <laughs> at him every single day in training camp. And so Embiid will either retire from basketball at twenty three, or he'll try to become the next Shaq. And, you know, and I got a, I got a, a prediction to build off that. Once they let go of Luke Walton in Sacramento, Luke will go be an assistant coach under Phil, which would be his dream. Yes. Yes, <laughs> and then and then after they win a championship, someone will overpay Luke Walton again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you took this too far. All right, guys, <laughs> we're, we're going to call this one a wraps. Uh, you find us online where uh, we do all sorts of great work on Twitter, twitter.com slash w slash show. Obviously, I haven't had enough coffee for this uh, outro here, or on Facebook.com slash show. Where uh, Kaz, are you posting anything this week? Tell me you're going to post uh, one thing underneath the Kaz and Brew show. I got a new daily planner, so I'm going to I'm going to have uh, posting time. Ooh, I will. Ooh. I will. Yeah, you, you know. And for those of you who are out there looking for a planner, try a Panda Planner. It's really good for you. Um, right. And on Hoopball, hoopdashball.com. If you're into uh, gaming, go to our Hoopball Gaming Twitter feed and, and, and win a bunch of money. Those guys are actually hitting 75% of their bets. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it. And uh, if, that's your, if that's your thing, if you like that, go and uh, try mybookie.ag. Use the code today. That's how we get the credit for it. And uh, you can start becoming a degenerate just like myself and many of us over here at Hoopball. In other words, at the books, cause. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.